Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Side Quest. My name is Joey, and I'm here. I my name is Joey, and I'm your GM for the evening, along with three of the greatest PCs of their generation. First up, we have Dan the Man Stevenson. Dan, how you doing, buddy? What? That's your new last name. I gave it to you. I went to I went to school with a guy named, with that same name, but. It's a gift. Accept it. Say okay. thank yeah. you. You know, on, I was man. impressed by your recovery just then on the intro. I appreciate that. It really did <laughs> sound you. like you were going back in time and re, re, re saying what you already said. So, you know, that's one of my uh, superpowers, actually. I don't know if you knew that. Ah, but is it now? Interesting. Different podcast. So, uh, Dan, you doing okay tonight? You know, I always know that we start off on the wrong foot when I don't ask you how you're doing. So, yes, I'm doing really well tonight. Thank you for asking, uh, Joseph. How are you? Man, you know, I can't... Speaking of, Dan, <laughs> Richie, how you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, you know, we're here. We're here? Richie, I, I feel like you're a little worried. Uh, nah. You know what? It's 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 in the dice god's hands at this point. There's nothing to be... <laughs> what happens, happens. You know what I mean? That's acceptance. I uh, I want also want to put it out there that uh, when or if uh, Din dies, Din's kept a secret stash of Monica's parts behind the uh, workshop and he would like his <laughs> coffin to be built out of it thank you oh man to be back together again speaking of back together again Cruz turner how are you buddy yeah um, <clears throat> good you know this is the, this is the second episode in a row that Cruz and richie have been so low energy because of things i've foreshadowed or done all right uh, let's do it again i'll be more high energy all right uh Cruz turner Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Cruz Turner, the one and only, the one who plays Boulder, your favorite, probably, hopefully your favorite, because your approval means a lot to me. I have nothing else going on in my life, and I seek others' approval. How are you doing tonight, Joey? I love I loved that. <laughs> we can do it one more time. No, one it's more good. Time. It's Just okay. One, uh, more Cruz one more time. Turner. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's me, Cruz. I love playing this game with everybody. How are my friends out there, including my friend Joey? How are you, friend? Man, I'm doing good, and I'm still kind of freaked out. So last time on the episode, we uh, had a lot of a lot of recruiting happen, a lot of uh, getting back to the basics and preparing for this. Den Boulder, you had quite the encounter uh, outside Uncle Merrill's shop. What happened there? Yeah, Boulder, go ahead and tell him. I mean, it was Lady's Ritness. She gave me prophecies. Yeah. Now, uh, what what prophecies exactly did you get, Boulder? Uh, she told me that I would bring her some oysters, and I did. Which I mean, it's shocking. The prophecy was fulfilled. Yeah, that's uh, she's one one for you know however many. Din, you're not impressed with Lady Ritten, I take it. No, no, she's a sham. She's a phony. She's a big fat phony. And I don't like how she lies to my friends because it gives them <laughs> a either false hope or b just really crappy. You're gonna die vibes, and I'm not about that, you know. Yeah, and and speaking of, Boulder also discovered that he was a god last episode and the chosen one. So yeah, well, we already knew that. Come on, get with the get with the program. That's true, absolutely. Uh, inside Uncle Merrill's shop, the back room of his shop, you guys uh, got some or got a grapple gun. Not so successful with everything else, but got a grapple gun, and then also got a surprise uh, little gift from Isaac. What's that about? I don't know. I think Isaac's just like oh, you guys are gonna need this, so he gave it to us. Yeah, you better be careful. If you, Uncle Merrill finds out, I don't think it's going to be good for him. Don't worry. This most likely will work out like everything else has before in the ends, and then we'll be able to pay our tabs. <laughs> he got a lot of faith, Boulder, and I like it. Dr. Cogsbuckle, on the other side, you and Marla had quite the time with Jack D. I had a lot of fun listening to that. Ah, yes, of course. Classic Jack. He's, a, he's quite the fellow, isn't he? <laughs> uh, you seem to be probably Jack D's biggest fan. Well, he's he's super cool, is he not? He owns his own auto emporium and gun range. I find that to be fantastic. He's an entrepreneur like myself. Yep, yep, absolutely. And you know, he sells some quality vehicles at low, low prices, and also guns. Yes, I was very, I was very amazed at how we just drug that thing in and walked out with a new vehicle. It was quite fantastic. Can I also just throw in real quick? I don't want to interrupt, but it kind of like just struck me. Um, normally before these recordings, like Joey. 
likes to point out, you know, we kind of have like a pre-talk of how we're feeling and, you know, stuff like that. So last week, and then kind of the week before at the end, we kind of had a like, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to get this stuff? And we're all like, dude, we're going to go to, you know, Uncle Murrow's and stuff. We went to a guy, right, that could sell us not only the cars, but weapons. And we just <laughs> completely ignored the fact that we could buy weapons from this man, right? So... I don't know. I just want to throw that out there because after you said it, my brain went ding. You're a dumb dumb. Should have did this. So I just want to put that out there for future me when I listen to this. Go, God, I was dumb. You know, Richie, I appreciate you releasing me from my prison because I was screaming that in my head for <laughs> the entirety of the episode. But you guys decided to split up, make it really hard on me. But it was great for the episode, so that's okay. Now, Doctor Cogsbuckle, you and Marla, did you get any closer on the car ride back to the to the school? I don't mean romantically. I mean, like, did you find out anything? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I did I did try and ask her about, uh, like we mentioned, like we talked about previously, how I wanted to learn how she, you know, her give me some pointers on shooting the old, the old sniper rifle. But, you know, she kind of just sat on her side of the car and ignored every question that I had. That sounds right. That sounds right. I tried my absolute best to start a conversation, though. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, okay, well, you know, guys, we've we've done our intro. We've done six minutes, uh, maybe plus a little bit. So why don't we get into the episode? Don't everybody say yes at once. I mean, <laughs> light wind whistles through the darkened bedroom, rustling the heavy patch curtains open slightly. Through the crack between the fabric, thin beams of moonlight slide into the room, illuminating the prone, soundly sleeping form of Doctor Cogswinkle. As the curtains settle. Dr. Cogsbuckle stirs slightly before rolling over and pulling the blanket tight around himself. After a few moments of peaceful silence, a stiff gust of wind whips the curtains wide open, filling the room with pale gray light mixed with neon accents. Dr. Cogsbuckle, the blanket now wound around his head, squints tightly against the light, trying to retain the last vestiges of quickly retreating sleep. He's partially successful until his teeth begin chattering as the temperature drops sharply in the room from the mixing of the cool night air. Begrudgingly, he rips off the blanket and pulls himself upright beside the bed. Rubbing sleep from his organic left eye, he shuffles towards the window, his faux silk nightgown swishing slightly as he walks. He makes it two or three steps before stopping cold, as a stark thought sends a trail of pinpricks down his spine. <sighs> I... I didn't leave the window open. The thought bounces around in his mind as the clearly open window stares back at him. Another stiff gust billows the curtains outward. Even in the cold air, a thin bead of sweat forms on his brow as his senses jump into overdrive. He waits a moment longer before walking slowly to the window. Timidly, he gives the briefest of glances to the darkened courtyard below before shutting it quickly with a thump. He looks once more to the outside, making note of the muted illumination of Din's shop lights still blazing through the windows of the garage before pulling the curtains tightly closed. The room is plunged back into darkness. He begins to fumble back towards his bed, trying to find his bedside lamp somewhere along the way. His hands fill around blindly before bumping into something decidedly moist and fleshy. Dr. Cogsbuckle's heart drops into the floor. Oh, my dear God. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, boss. Could, can you take your hand out of my ear? That's it's kind of freaking me out. Oh, Jesus, Rat Boy, I told you not to ever sneak up on me like that. Your lamp flares to life, held aloft in Rat Boy's hand, and he kind of like hands it over to you, and he says, No, I, I just, you told me to come see you as soon as I got back, and I, I know it's late, so I just, I, I, I was just trying to do what you wanted me to do. I'm sorry, boss. I pat him on the head. Yes, of course, Rat Boy. I, I did ask you, I just wasn't expecting you to sneak into my room in the middle of the night and scare me half to death. Dr. Cogsbuckle, it's at this point, with the, the illumination from the light, that you notice something in your peripheral vision. It, it's hard to see at first, and it almost looks doubled for some reason. It, it, it's very hard to make out. You squint a little bit, and it becomes partially clear until you close your left eye, and then it becomes extremely obvious. Above your headboard, in hazy, hastily drawn lettering, you see two words, still watching, with a large eye drawn below it. Din Boulder, you are sitting in Din's garage. Din, you um, are, are messing around with some of the parts that you recovered from Monica, plus some of the parts that you pulled off of the battle tank, plus a few other odds and ends you found at the pick and snatch. Uh, what's the conversation like? You knows, Din. 
when you get Monica's fixed again, with us running, <clears throat> sorry, with you running the streets again, we could start the races back. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Balder, can I ask you, like, a, like a personal question? I mean, I'm an open book. Are you happy here? Yeah, like, in the shop? Like, you know, like, in the Warrens, with, you know, Doc, Uncle Burl, just the neighborhood in general. Are you, are you happy here? I mean, I've never really thought about it. I just kind of go with the flow, as the kids would say. But I, I guess overall, as I could say yes, I mean, I've got good friends. And then he leans closer and goes, that means yous. And the dogs and rat boys and Terrence's and uh, Warwick's and then Lost Cats. I mean, I could really name everyone's in the schools, but <laughs> I guess I could say in general, I'm happy. <laughs> happy. <laughs> I said happy. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that, that makes me feel a bit better. All right. I mean, I was just curious, you know? Why Why do you ask? I don't know. You ever like, like yeah, I mean, we, we kind of are at the bottom and basically kind of owe a life debt to a crime family because we were trying to make our lives better. But uh, I don't know. It's, I kind of stay up late at night, you know, and think, you know, what if, what if there was more, you know, like, what if we could, you know, get, get past this? What if, and Din's going to point to the flying bit of the city out of the window and go, what if we could live up there? You ever think of that? Well, Din's, unfortunately, we were born with low births. So no, I don't think we could ever attain that dream. But if uh. he really thinks about it, we don't really owe the Renoirs anything because we didn't do anything. I mean, they got their monies back. Uh, sure, they have one dead security guards, but I mean, they have employees turnovers like crazy because, well, Clegsfield can't stop shooting peoples. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a you know a crappy way to run a business, but I mean, who am I to who am I to say that? I don't know. Like I said, it was just something that you know keeps floating around in my head of. You know, we, we, we could be living better kind of thing. And I feel like we deserve, we, all of us, you know, we, we all deserve to live a bit better and, you know, get Rat Boy and all of, you know, his, his friends out of the sewers to, you know, try to, try to make a better life. I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's just been in my head. Um, I don't know. Dins, my grandpappy used to say, of course, I don't have a grandpappy, so it's really me saying it, but my grandpappies used to say it's better to rule in the Warrens than to serves in the high sides. The conversation kind of trails off and you guys turn back to Din, you working on uh, assembling parts, seeing what you can find that fits together and Boulder, you helping. And it, it gets pretty late into the night and then into the early morning before Din, you finally decide to hang up the rag, put your tools away and turn off the shop light. You move towards it when you get a call on your wad and across the screen as it rings, you see the words, Dr. Cogswuckle. What's up, Doc? Hello, Dan. Uh, yeah, what's what's going on? It's a little bit early for you to be up. What's up? Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, you know, Rat Boy, he just snuck into my room in the middle of the night, so he has returned. Oh, great. Uh, he's got, you know, what we need for this upcoming job, I'm assuming, right? Yes, he has brought us a list, uh, well, more of a layout of the building. So, we should probably meet up and, uh, go over this, since I'm already awake. Alright, yeah, no, that, that sounds good. I'll, uh, I guess I'll meet you in the hall. Of course. The wad clicks off, and, uh, then you turn around and turn off the shop light, and you and Boulder head towards the Great Hall. Uh, when you get there, you see Dr. Cogsbuckle and Ratboy already sitting in chairs uh, around the plans, strewn about the table. Ratboy looks over and says, oh, Hey, hey, Den, hey, Boulder, how's it going? Ah, morning, Ratboy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's it's good. I made it back. It's all that matters. Yeah, so it, it's pretty crazy over there, guys. I'm not, not going to lie, but... You know, I'd be happy to answer any questions you you got about it and maybe provide as much help as I can. Boulder's going to walk over to Ratboy and on the table beside him put down a grenade pin that he's straightened it out and twisted it and it looks like uh, a little Warwick or Terrence or, and he's going to, that's, that's for you, Ratboy. Wow, Boulder, th this is awesome, thanks. 
You're welcome. I appreciate it. Which, which one is it? It's whichever ones you want it to be. I personally am friends with Terrence and Warwick, um, so it's whichever ones you want. Okay. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. And he kind of puts it in his back pocket and uh, he, he zips it closed. He's got zip back pockets. <laughs> he zips it closed so it'll be secure. Awesome. Nice. And I'm going to tossle his hair and then I'm going to like wipe the grease off on my vest. <laughs> and he says, well, uh, guys, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know how to say this. I don't know how you're going to do this one, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, nobody saw me, but I'm pretty small and no offense, but you guys aren't. Uh, this building is huge. I mean, it's like 150 stories tall. I mean, and it's guards all over the place. There's security drones and there's Z-Sec blimps overhead. I, I don't know. I, Doc, what what do you think? Well, yes, of course. Well, you know, I it, it does. It's very dangerous. Now, do you have a like a layout? Like what to expect? Yeah, no, I, I so the building you're going to try to get to, it's kind of like rings around rings around rings i'm sure there's probably a word for that but there's like courtyards in the middle of it and then the building in the middle is where you're actually going to want to go and it's the tallest one they all kind of like form up to it and and so i basically and he hands you a piece of very dirty paper that's slightly wet and he says basically what i did is i kind of wrote out like what's on each floor and um so the first 40 floors are seem to be just like people working and stuff nothing really crazy there you know, there's some guards walking around and stuff, but nothing too bad. And then, like, 40 through... Oh, God, I can't read my handwriting. Uh, 40 through 65 were seemed to be pretty abandoned, but I couldn't really get into them. They had them barricaded. And then uh, 65 through 90 was, like, Z-Sec offices, so probably want to stay out of there as much as you can. And then, like, 90 through one Man, that's a long list. 90 through 120 was, like, the executive office space, I think. Like, it was really, really nice. And then uh, 120 through 149 was, like, I don't know. It's just a bunch of, like, computational things, like, big boxes. I something i don't know and then 150 was like the roof and some other stuff like equipment up there and then you got the antenna above all of that and that's probably another 50 feet tall and it's just got like a like a ladder up the side of it and then there's like a box at the top and i assume unfortunately that box is what you're gonna want um yeah wow yes that that yeah it seems very excessive also i i take the piece of paper from ramboy Bradley, I have to say, your spelling has gotten a lot better, as well as your learning numbers. I applaud you. No, I appreciate that. Like, I, I, I really can't read anything once I write it down. It's really slow, but it's getting better, and I can write really good for whatever reason. So that's 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 quite fantastic. Sorry, I'm just, I'm still a little bit sleepy, so my <laughs> my word comprehension is a little <laughs> bit bad right now. Boulder's gonna walk across the, and he's gonna tap on the the framed picture of the note with you know the scratched out jerry's note and then what i wrote to <laughs> rap when i was like this is what you're shooting for buddy yeah no the weirdest part about the note is like that the card is whenever i try to read it the words that i like read off of it don't match up with what you said in the sewer so i don't maybe i'm still reading wrong that definitely could be it <laughs> <laughs> Um, he looks over uh, it, at, at the door as it opens, and you see a very sleepy uh, lost cat come in. Uh, doc- Dr. Cogsbuckle, why why are y'all up right now? Well, lost cat, uh, Rat Boy has returned. He is... See, you didn't really trust his scouting ability, but I told you he would do a fantastic job. He has returned from the tower and brought us a layout. No, no, that's good. I mean, I, I appreciate that, but Rat Boy, you you really should be in bed too. I mean, you're done. I think you did your job, right? You not you don't need to be up anymore. Doctor, do you do you really need him at this point? Well, you, we always need Rat Boy, of course, but yeah, you are you are right. We should probably get some rest and re- go over the plans a little bit in the morning. Yeah, no, I think that'd be best. I, I'll I'll make you some breakfast and stuff in a few hours, and and then we can kind of y'all y'all can get back to it. Amazing, amazing. Yes, I would love I would love an omelet. Yeah, no, I we still don't have any eggs, Doc. You've asked me like two or three weeks for the same thing, and I keep telling you that we don't have anything. Do we have any bread and bacon? Phineas, come on now. Fine, we talked about lost this. We'll just reevaluate in the morning. All right, that sounds good. So everybody kind of moves away. Din, Boulder, Dr. Cogsbuckle, do you guys go to bed or what do y'all do? Do y'all keep talking? Din goes to bed. Okay. Boulder? Uh, 
I guess I'll go to bed as well. And, uh, you know, I'll, uh, before Rat Boy scurries off, I'll be like, Rats Boy, if you want to use your auxiliary nests in my room, you can. Oh, yeah, thanks, Boulder. I really didn't want to have to go all the way back to the sewers and wake up everybody. So that'll that'll be good. I just like to think he has, like, a little pile of pine straw at the base of my bed. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's a hammock that's up in the corner for whatever reason, but maybe that's just me. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, do you go back to bed? Yes, I do. So, Dr. Cogsbuckle, as you head off to bed... Um, you're kind of alone with your thoughts for a minute. What it, what was your reaction to seeing the message scrawled above your headboard where you had just been sleeping? Uh, yes, well, that message, obviously, it made sense. You know, they're still watching. Uh, but I was a little bit terrified on how exactly they got into my room while I was sleeping without me noticing. I must be a very deep sleeper. You must, you must be. It, it also is a little bit interesting that they were able to write this where it could only be seen by your uh, bionic eye. So the message uh, seemed to not be able to be seen by Rat Boy. Something to watch out for moving forward, I suppose. So everybody heads off to bed. Uh, it's only a few more hours until sunup, but as the first few rays kind of peek into everybody's windows, not Dr. Cogsbuckle because he has blackout curtains, Din and Boulder, you were the first ones to make it downstairs uh, with no sign of the dock, lost cat, or anybody else. Morning, Boulder. Those din uh, just sleeps. Yeah, uh, you know. Okay, I guess. About you. Uh, it was hard. I still haven't got quite used to Rat Boys scaring in his sleep. Yeah, the whole teeth chatter thing really probably would get on by nerve too. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. It's like a nice white noise that you know kind of <laughs> relaxes me. Then it's about this time that your wad rings and you see Marla W come across. Ugh, Marla, Marla, what's up? Hey, hey, Den. Um, it's uh, it's go time, right? Yeah. It's about that time. I- I'm still not feeling great about this. What What about you guys? I mean, there's nothing really, nothing really to think about except just to go and do it, right? Yeah, that's not really a plan, Den, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to our life. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's <laughs> not the way I usually operate, but here we are. Um, okay. Well, do you just want me to come to the school, or y'all want to meet me somewhere? Yeah, you. Or what? Yeah, you can come here. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I'll head that way. I'll be there in, like, 20. All right, see you then. All right, bye. Bye. You know, for someone who didn't offer any sort of insight in what we should do, she complains about our plans a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think she's used to how we uh, how we deal with things. She's a big uh, control freak. She likes everything down to, like, the nitty. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't like our hang loose and cut fast kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And Den's going to finger gun at Boulder. I mean, if he really thinks about it, they said, oh, you won't be able to get into the ZSG's warehouses. Well, we did sit, didn't we? Exactly. I mean, everyone also said it was a bad idea to go knock over a bank that had a weird name behind it that we didn't know at the time where the rib was, but we did it. I feel like that was an overlooked detail or possibly that we were kind of set upon some sort of (laughs) system made of metal lines that kind of moves things in the direction it wants to go. Okay, hold yeah, on. I want like to right? address something to the listener. <laughs> Having been with these characters for 14 episodes, it's very obvious they definitely would have made that mistake, just so we're on the same page. Yeah, come at me, Cruz. So, it's about this time that you smell uh, cooking breakfast from the kitchen and uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle some 30 minutes or so late walks into the room. Mm, smells like toilet paper sandwiches again for breakfast. <laughs> Ah, good morning, boys. I feel rested and ready to go for the day. Morning, Doc. That's good. How are you two this morning? Eh, we're here. That's the spirit, Din. <laughs> Din just got off the wad with your girlfriends. Boulder, I told you she's not my girlfriend. You complimented her boots. Din, how is Marla doing? Uh, she'll be here at like, uh, 15 at this point. You can ask her then. Ah, yes, wonderful, of course. Lost Cat, that smells delicious. What are you making in there? Uh, it's toilet paper sandwiches again, Doc. Dear God, we need some food. <laughs> <laughs> she brings uh, three plates into the room and, and sets them down in front of you. Uh, they are presentable, but it's basically two pieces of uh, the thinnest bread you've ever seen with a slice of toilet paper for fiber in the middle of them. You know, with a little bit of Anthony Sashery's on this, it's not that bad. Yeah, they're heavily, heavily seasoned. <laughs> heavily seasoned. Um, and she sets him down and then stands off to the side of the table, looking nervous. And she says, 
All right, I, I, look, I can't, I can't. Wow, that's Rat Boy's voice. She sits around looking nervous and says, All right, Finney's, uh, Dan Boulder, I really can't, I, I just can't take it anymore. You you can't do this job. It, I, it's not going to be good. I mean, I just, I can't run the school by myself. Sure you can't. Why not? Well, I mean, I, no, I know I'm already pretty much doing it anyway, but it, it, this is, it, it says Dr. Finney's Cogswuckle School for, like, children on the sign, and you know how much trouble it is to change a sign, so. It's just, I got spray paint. Yeah, tack on the word memorials. Oh, that is a good plan, actually, and, you know, it would be nice to, I could, we could actually make some money and stuff. I, I mean, no, but anyway, like I was saying, you really can't. Look, Lost Cats, I'm going to be straight with you, Okay. Okay. Either we do the jobs and be successful, or or die, or we don't do the job and then we die. That that sounds like some pretty bad options, Mr. Boulder. Well, that's our options. Would you like to choose? Uh, no, I I wouldn't. Um, what do you guys have a plan so far? I mean, other than just driving up to the building. So pretty much, our our style is called winging it. <laughs> <laughs> As you say that, uh, the front door opens and Marla walks in just to catch that right at the end and she goes, Oh, God. Look, if you have any input, Marla's, you can give it to us, but you can't complain about our styles and not say what you think we should do. No, I'm just here for the ride, Boulder. It's fine. Yeah, of course. Always along for the rides. Everybody always says, Boulder, go do this. Boulder, go do that. You know how sometimes it's a little hard killing people. You know, I just had a thought, Din. Are we bringing Nelson on this job? Because I'm sure he would really be useful. Yeah, I figured I'd, I'd give him a call once uh, we got done with breakfast. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I can't force him to come, but uh, I can always ask. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not pushing one way or the other, but I'm just saying, you know, it might be a nice balance to the team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I, I get you. So, uh, yeah, y'all, y'all finish uh, Brecky and... Uh, I'll go and give him a call. Boulder's going to lean over to the dock real quick. Seize doc. This is why I don't open up. I try to say how I feel about things, and people just ignores me. <laughs> I choke on a piece of toilet paper. Yes, Boulder. <laughs> well, I appreciate your <coughs> input. It's uh, it's very it's very good. Now, I do want to ask, Marla, now that you're here. You know, the, Boulder did bring up a good point. You, you too, Lost Cat. If you, you'll have any suggestions, because I feel like y'all say, this is too dangerous, we're never going to do this, you're never going to complete this task, you're going to die. Well, you know, as much as I appreciate that input, I, if you do have some suggestions, we would be open to listening. We're looking for constructive criticisms, <laughs> not just criticisms. Uh, Marla and Lost Cat look at each other, and each one gives, like, a, a, a head nod towards the other one, like, we'll say something then, and then finally Marla turns and sighs and says, all right, look, here's the only thing that I got that I was thinking about, so there's got to be, like, some executive offices or something there. I mean, if you could manage to get an ID card off of one of them and maybe not look like, and she waves a hand at the three of you, this, then... Maybe we could use the executive elevator to get most of the way up without having to do a bunch of stuff. I have just the thing. Boulder's going to run to his room. And then he's going to run back. And he's got a tuxedo <laughs> t-shirt on. <laughs> Marla literally face palms her forehead so hard she leaves a mark. <laughs> what, not fancies enough? No, no, Boulder, I just, I love the optics of you wearing that for the entirety of the mission. It's perfect. All right, I'll leave it on. Okay. You know, now that I think about it, doesn't Nelson have like a trunk full of costumes that we could borrow? I have no way of knowing that, Doc. Well, that was more directed at Boulder. You weren't there. I mean, that's what that was in his trunks. I don't have like an inventory list of what he has in his trunk. He could have suits. <laughs> Interesting. If we're trying to look executive, I mean, really, Marla, that inputs was great. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine, you know, Boulder. You should, just... you should definitely speak up more, Marla. Well, no, I, I get that, but at the same time, like, you know, people I accuse, like, you know, the person that controls me of railroading, and I don't want to ever, <laughs> you know. So anyway, um... Well, first off, I don't think it was really an accusation. <laughs> <laughs> 
So <laughs> then uh, you peel off after you finish your toilet paper sandwich or half of it, and uh, what do you, what do you do? Uh, Dan's gonna go to his room, and aside from start to get dressed, he uh, rings up Nelson on the wad. It, it rings uh, a few times before a uh, very groggy Nelson answers. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Dan, what's up, man? What's going on, Nelson? Hey, uh, look, I know it's late, because I know you were at the club pretty late last night doing your thag, but, uh, look, we're kind of in a bind at the moment. We could really use uh, an extra body. Oh, oh man, I don't, even, I don't even remember last night. Like, I, oh, my, is that? <laughs> Sounds like a good night. Oh, so, no, yeah, hold on, hold on, let me, I'm, like, upside down against the toilet. Hold on a second. And he kind of, like, you hear crashing and banging as he flips himself over. He says, uh, okay, yeah, no, no, I'm here for it. What? Say it one more time. All right, so. <laughs> and he throws up in the toilet. All right. What? You got it? You got any more? You, you go heavy. <laughs> right on. All right, cool. You good, champ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay. I'm... Is that what Warwick and Terrence sound like when they're throwing up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he uh, he slaps himself like. All right, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> Dan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? All right, now, uh, so we got this job that I'm sure you heard about from uh, you know Mr. Freakin or Mr. Ridwar and whatnot, and uh, man, just planning wise, we're we're kind of in a really in a corner here. And, yeah, uh, you guys are screwed, bro. Man, you, God, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't man, have put that any better. Uh, yeah, we man. could really use your help, bud. Oh, uh, like, like on the job? Yeah, man, like, like on the job. We, we could definitely use a capable body like yourself. You know what I mean? Didn't roll to seduce or manipulate someone. That would be two d six plus hot. Hmm. 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 Follow the dice. That's yeah, five. On a five, uh, so six or less is a miss, seven to nine is a mixed success, and a ten plus is a full success. On a miss, Nelson goes, uh, uh, look, Dan, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm here to do anything for you, bud, but I really, I mean, I, I would get in so much trouble if I helped you guys. Uh, yeah. I'm really sorry, dude. No, I, 100%, I get it. Now, helping as far as coming with us, but how about potentially... And I'm gonna say this, and now picture me winking, of uh, you coming by and dropping off breakfast, but also potentially dropping off like some disguises and maybe an ID card to help us get us in. Then no one's gonna know, right? And all you did was bring me breakfast. Um, yeah, yeah hold on a second. And you hear like some rustling, and you hear, "Hey, hey, buddy, uh, get off the toilet and get out of here. I got, I got a phone call." What? I, I just go to the bathroom. Get, hey, hey. And then the, you hear a stall door open and close, and then the main door open and close. He says, "All right, then. Um, yeah, man, I'd be happy to help you out. That's no, that's no problem. But just for breakfast, okay? <laughs> Sick, no? That's that's all we need. I, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. All right, all right, dude. Stay frosty, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, ice cold, baby. And the wad clicks off. And uh, what do you do? Uh, Din's gonna like hang his head over the bed, going, "Well, I guess it is a good day to die." All right. <laughs> and he's gonna, you know, put his uh, his normal clothes on, and you know. Not his boots yet because they suck. So he's gonna come back out to the <laughs> the the eating area and be like, "Good news and bad news, everyone." Uh, yeah, Den, what's up? Bad news. Nelson's not coming. What do you mean he's not coming? You couldn't talk him into coming? Nope, not charismatic enough. Uh, and uh, <laughs> good news is uh, well, I I have I have some supplies coming from Nelson. He can't help. But he's gonna he's gonna give us at least a little bit of a hand. You know what I mean? I mean I guess that's better than nothing. Yep. Okay. Uh alright, when's I mean when's he gonna be here? Uh I don't know. Anywhere from uh fifty to twenty. Okay. Alright, well well cool. I mean I guess maybe we should get everything together and meet outside. Din, can you pull the uh cruiser around? Yep, I'll go get it. Din's gonna okay. take off for his garage. It's about this time that Lost Cat comes over and, and says Phineas, I, I packed you a, I packed you a, a, a sack lunch so you don't get, you know, hungry out there. Is it another toilet paper sandwich? Yeah, but uh, of course. Baller's gonna look at Lost Cat expectantly. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
she does not even look in your direction. <laughs> <clears throat> Still nothing. She says, Phineas, um, look, I just, I'm really worried about this one. Like, the, the normal ones, you, you, you go on and it's not great, but I feel like you kind of bit off too much this time. So just, just be careful and come back to us, okay? Yes, you know it. Also, I did have one question. Do I still have my business casual suit? Uh, yeah, no, I got that uh, steam clean. You know, it's the one I wear to the I wore to the 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 new student banquet a couple of years ago. The the one that's like all white and gold. Yes, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it steam clean. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, I'm gonna take that with me just in case. You know, just to just to try and blend in with the uh, the corporate execs. Yeah, no, I I think you I think you look great. You know, right right like you fit in and. They're definitely all not going to be wearing dark colored suits or anything, so I think it's going to be good. Now, are the, the, the legs a little bit too small still? I, I would assume they are. Kind of, the last time I wore it, they kind of came up above my, my ankles a little bit. Yeah, no, you're definitely flooding, but, you know, it's it's in style right now. It's in vogue, so you should be fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's, let's go ahead and grab that, and I'll take that with me. I'm not going to put it on now, obviously, because the crotchal region is a little bit tight, but I think <laughs> when we get there, it uh, it should work itself out. Marla turns to Boulder and says, is this like a 30-45 minute discussion on his clothes, or is he going to be done soon? Lost Cats is kind of a little bit like our mothers and our favorite sisters at the same times, so she's just expressing to the doc that she loves him, uh, and that if he dies, she'll miss him. I mean, that's sweet, and I, I, I'm sure that's nice to have somebody like that, but... It's okay, Automaton, let's go, and okay. I'm going to... Yeah. Stand up and turn Marla around. <laughs> <laughs> um, Y'all head out of the room. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, do you follow? Yes, after I grab my uh, business casual attire. Nice. So you've got your um, your your suit bag hanging over your shoulder as you walk out. You you exit into the courtyard uh, where the sun is, is beating down. Uh, only small dots of clouds overcast with the high side pulsing high above. And uh, you see Den has pulled the cruiser around. Uh, what do you guys do? I'm, as I'm walking to the cruiser with Marla, I'm going to be like, Marlas, can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, Boulder, what's up? Do you remember me before the wreck? Yeah, no, we we knew each other, like, for years before the wreck. I mean, me, you, and Din ran for a long time. Don't really remember it. Well, you got, I mean, we all thought you died in that wreck. I'm sure you had some pretty messed up stuff. Dr. Cogsbuckle gets a little closer while they're talking. Um, yeah, Doc, can I can I help? Oh, or? yes, of course. I was just walking to the car. That's fine. You go ahead. I, I, we're not. I'm not. I'm sorry, Boulder. We're blocking the path. Go ahead, Doc. You, you can go ahead. No, so I'll, I'll trail behind a little bit. I like to I like to walk behind. I like to, you know, I want to be the last one that's leaving the school. You know. I mean, there's still people in the school, Doc. I know, but it's my school. There's some <laughs> symbolism to me being the last one that leaves. Uh, okay, Marlis. I guess that we don't want any character buildings to go on. So let's go ahead. <laughs> Um, you guys make it to the car where Dan is sitting with the window rolled down in his arm uh, on the on the side of the window. And uh, I love the fact that the doctor's like trying to listen in. He's like, "Oh no, I just want to be the last one to leave school." <laughs> so good. Uh, D- Dan gets out and uh, opens the door for uh, Marla. Oh, yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, you know, Chivalry's not dead and all that. Yeah, I try. Uh, she gets in. Uh, she gets into the front passenger seat and and sits down. And uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle, Boulder, you guys squeeze into the back. And uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle, just as you're getting in the car, you see a small ten year old form running down the front walk. Doc, Doc, don't! I'm I'm almost there. Don't! And he's carrying like a bag on his back, and he says, "Doc, don't! I'm almost there. Okay." And he pulls up to the side of the car and, like, peeks inside and says, I, You almost left without me, Doc. But I made it. I made it. I'm here. Rat boy, it's so good to see you this morning. However, you've done your job. How? how, how however what? Well, we, we... In order to reduce potential fatalities, we will need yeah. you to stay here. You've done your yeah. job. You scouted... You scouted the tower. You yeah. did a fantastic job. Yeah. Docs, docs, yeah. let me okay. do it. Docs, let me do it. Rat boy. Rapport. Yeah, 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 boy. We need you because if we dies, I need you to take care of Warwick's and Terrence, and I need you to also collect my magazine collection. 
Yeah, okay. Because Drunken okay. Stumps will take it and he will sell it. And I need you to keep it. Is this because I didn't do a good job? Or no, you did, did the best job. job. The-, the only thing that's wrong is that we're unprepared <laughs> and we're going to probably die. And we cherish you too much to end your life. He wipes a, he wipes some tears away and says, uh, Okay, alright, now that makes sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach my arms out the window and I'm gonna hug him and I'm gonna kiss him on the side of the head and I'm gonna go, You are always my favorites. that the car pulls away and out down the drive leaving rat boy standing uh at the top of the circle drive and uh and lost cat standing in the doorway and as you guys head down the street then you see idling at the end in an alleyway um a jet black cruiser and it flashes its lights at you uh din's gonna pull up to just past it and din's gonna get out and walk over uh, the the very dark tinted window slides down and you see Nelson inside and he kind of turns down the radio and says, Hey, hey, Den, uh, I got some stuff for you in the back, so. Sick. Appreciate it, Bo. Yeah, man. Hey, sorry. Sorry again. I couldn't do this for you. I, no. I hate to leave you stuck with Boulder. Oh, but, no, no. It, it happens because, I mean, you know, as, I mean, you know, this, this job's going to suck and the last thing we need is for, you know, the Red Wars to know that you helped us and you know, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I get yeah. it. You know, it's just kind of a, a shot in the dark. I get it, though. No, it's good. I Like, I got bags back there labeled for each year. Like, I kind of thought about the job and some things you may need. So, uh, just, you know, give give your bag to each person that's labeled to and, and it should help out. Fantastic. Thank you. Den's going to walk to the back and uh, grab all the bags. Yeah, he pops the trunk for you, and uh, you see that little compartment that he has where he keeps stuff, and he, you pull it up, and you pull out the three bags, each one labeled with uh, one for Den, Boulder, and Dr. Cogsbuckle. He did not know that Marla was coming on the job. All right, this is fine. And you close the trunk and then come back around. He says, uh, you got you got everything you need? Uh, man. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. And uh, you you turn t- to head off down the alley, and he says, uh, hey, hey, Den. Yeah, man. Good luck out there, dude. I appreciate that. You know, we're, uh, I hate to say we're gonna need it, but, uh, man, I, I feel like we will this time. So, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll see you when this is all over. And, uh, Ben's gonna kind of, like, give the goofy smile and, and walk to the back of his car to throw the bags in. Yep, you pop the trunk on the back of your, uh, cruiser and, and then head back around and get in the driver's seat. Boulder's gonna roll the window down while he has the trunk open. I'm gonna give <laughs> Nelson the finger. <laughs> Uh, no, Nelson turns on his full brights. It's in the daylight though, so it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> and, uh, and then you close the trunk and Boulder sees you close the trunk just in time and pulls his arm back in. Uh, but you still kind of notice it hmm. and you go get back in the driver's seat. Marla says, um, I, I only saw three bags then. Yeah. See, the cool thing is, um, I'm glad the doc brought his business casual suit so you could just take his i guess we are not the same size person do i mean look do you want me to stop somewhere along the way Din, if i may yeah well as i was discussing earlier with lost cat <laughs> my business casual suit is a bit small so if marla would like to wear my business casual attire and i can slip into the things that nelson provided Din's gonna look at marla marla like a, a look of of horror passes across her face and she remembers the white suit with gold accents and says there is absolutely no way I'm going to be seen in that thing well Marla you know this is kind of a life or death job so I think that the best thing to do would either to get into what Nelson provided and look like it doesn't fit and you're super out of place or try on my suit which is fantastic by the way 
It's very snug and it's beautiful. Actually, real quick, I don't I don't want to interrupt uh, Dan, but uh, what does Marla currently wear? So she's got like a uh, like a like a leather jacket on, and uh, that's a darker leather jacket. She's got like a, a deep V V neck on underneath it. Yeah, uh, that's uh, like a black V-neck, and then she's also wearing like dark wash jeans, and then some uh, pretty nice boots. Got it. All right, um, Marla. Uh, as much as I hate to say, do you trust me? But do you trust me on this one? Then you've said that to me so many times, and it never works out. Yep. So what about? And as by the way, this is in in driving there. By the way, so yep. Of uh, course. Din's gonna also be like, so. You wear what you, you you got now, that's fine, but we may have to tell a little bit of a lie and say you're Dr. Cog's Buckles' assistant, you know. Or his girlfriend. <laughs> or his girlfriend. Boulder, Boulder, let me tell you something. I know you've been making those jokes, Boulder, and I'm, I, Boulder, I, I'm, I'm just, I can't even. Marla? Yep. Marla. Yep. Yep. You would be lucky to catch a man like Dr. Cog's Buckle. All He's right. the most caring, generous, passionate lover I've ever seen. That I don't know why you would know that Boulder, but <laughs> debauchery all Tuesdays. Right? <laughs> Debauchery's Tuesdays, Dan. That's why I know. I've seen it firsthand. Oh no! See what firsthand? Boulder, that was oh, that no. was so nice. I, that was such a beautiful compliment. Oh my God, uh, Marla just completely. <laughs> she she just a look of zone cro- crosses her face, and then she says. I, I will wear the suit. You, sh- you sure? Because, I mean, if yeah. anything, you, you could be, like, Boulder's assistant or my assistant. I mean, it's, it's up no, to you. No, no. I just, there's certain levels I don't even want to stoop to, and the suit is one level above whatever that level is, so Well, Marla, if it makes you feel any better, it's it's clean. Lost Cat does a fantastic job of dry cleaning. Marla's just staring out the window, not saying anything as you guys head and uh, head through the wall that separates the hub from the uh, from the Warrens. You pass through the checkpoint, no problems. The guards give your uh, give your car a once over, but it passes all inspections. Thank you, Jack D. And uh, head into the city towards the Hayworth Monolith, which is the name of the tower that you're heading to. Um, Din, what do you do? Uh, Din sees the monolith in the distance and gets as close as he can and then pulls into the nearest alleyway. Okay. As you head down the streets, they uh, are much wider than they are in the Warrens. Uh, You also notice for the traffic that sits on the ground, you also have several lanes of uh, hovering steam-powered vehicles. Uh, Overhead, a large rail system runs around the hub. Uh, that also has uh, like spidering rail lines in, in, inside and throughout, and that allows you to get to different points of the city very quickly with a high-speed rail system. And then all of the buildings in here, I mean, there's not a single building that's not at least a mid-rise skyscraper. Um, you know, most of them are extremely tall, but you've got everything on ground level from, you know, shops and businesses and and uh and like eateries and and you know everything that you could ever want and desire is in this space it's much more extravagant than you're used to um not having come to the hub very often dr coxbuckle den boulder what are your thoughts on the lifestyle of these people uh not ideal imagine having to talk to people all the times well i for one am very very intrigued this this seems like the life for me Dan's not going to say anything, but internally he's going to be like, this, this is where I belong. Then as you pull the car into the alley, it's uh, nearing kind of the afternoon. Uh, it's You're getting close to 2, 3 o'clock, and traffic's whizzing by on the streets and overhead, and also you see uh, some, some blimps flying high overhead that are puffing out steam on the sides, and they have giant ads on each of them. You know, you, you see ads mostly for the three megacorps reminding people about different products that they should buy. Um, And you see several large billboards off of the city square um, that you're kind of parked away and adjacent from. And as you see the cars fly overhead and, and, and notice the hustle and bustle of the city, you notice that the section around the tower, specifically the alley that you pulled into, is is fairly devoid of actual people. You've got a lot of traffic, but not actual people, which is a pretty good spot. You notice a lot of security around the outside ring uh, 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 that that basically you've got several layers deep of buildings, each one taller than the one on the outside of it until you get to the big tower in the middle that's 150 stories tall. 
you notice that the the guards that are patrolling, they do not look like Z-Sec guards. They look like NHPF, which is the New Haven Protectorate Force. Um, that's what you could see from the outside. And you guys kind of have the floor. What's the plan for getting in? First, Din's going to get out and pop the trunk and look through the bag Nelson gave him. So in each of your bags is a suit, a dark suit that's tailored to fit. And uh, it looks like it's much more gaudy than you would expect. They are obviously things that were, they belong to people that belonged in the hub, but they are a little bit above the station of general office worker. You also notice that each of them have repaired holes in the backs of the suits. Din's going to kind of laugh to himself. And uh, But each of them seem to fit perfectly for the three of you. Uh, do you guys all change into them? Din does. Yes. Yep. And I hand Marla the bag with the uh, business suit attire. <laughs> she uh, takes it and heads off behind a uh, dumpster and changes into it. And when she comes back around, uh, like you're partially blinded temporarily by the just the stark whiteness of the suit with the glittering gold accents. And she says, I look ridiculous. Din's going to catcall whistle at her and be like, nah, nah, you look great. She just looks at you and then turns her eyes down and says, all right, can we, can we, what are we, how are we getting in? Let's just get this done. Boulder, as you finish putting on your clothes, you notice an object in the bottom of your bag. What is it? You pull it out and it appears to be a box of, uh, of grenades. And on the side, uh, on the, I'm, I'm sorry, on the inside of it, uh, as you open it, you see a letter and it says, uh, dear, dear Boulder, look, man, no, no hard feelings with the whole din thing. Like, feel like all three of us can be really good friends and uh, I just wanted to kind of put this in here as like a peace offering so hope hope you like it uh, EMP grenades four alright I'm gonna need Nelson to roll to seduce somebody <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dice roller open hold on mm. Nelson rolled a what would be Nelson's hot score Nelson's pretty hot right yeah dude he's like the embodiment of charisma he's a chad yeah. he's a chad right yeah, so absolutely. uh all right, so Nelson's going to have a plus three hot, so Nelson rolled an 11. <laughs> That's an eight on the die, plus three. I can't believe she did this, and I'm going to take them off and put them in my pockets. <laughs> um, so you, you put them in your pockets and head back around the car to see everybody kind of dressed and gearing up, and Marla goes, all right, all right, guys, uh, how are we getting in? Like, I know we looked apart, but we're not just going to be able to walk past, like, NHPF and all that stuff, so how are we doing this? Marla's, before you go on, I really wants to share with the crew. Nelson did probably the nicest thing that he's ever done for me. And I'm going to pull out one of the grenades and then I'm going to show him the letter. He gave me four of these. Dan, I know I need you to roll to read a person. You're not reading Boulder, but you're reading the intent of the letter. Roll plus sharp. Because you just heard Nelson say something bad about Boulder literally as he was giving you the bags. 13. Uh, on a 10 plus, you can hold three of the following questions. Are they telling the truth? Uh, meaning the letter. Yeah. Uh, what is the, What are they really feeling? What do they intend to do? What do they wish that, that Boulder would do? Or how can they? How can you get them to do blank? Telling the truth, uh, the intentions of the letter, and then what he wants Boulder to do with them. All three of those questions can be summed up with the idea that these definitely are not going to work when Boulder tries to fire them. Yeah, uh, that's that's great, Boulder. See, he's not a total uh, little jerk, like uh, like we've been saying. Can I see that? Uh, the lighter or the grenade? The grenade. Um, sh- sure, Dins. He gave me four, and I'm gonna pull up, pull out the other three. What do you want with them? Uh, uh, just just no no reason. Um, Dins gonna walk over to the dumpster that uh, Marla changed behind. He's gonna pull the pin on it and throw it inside, and then close the top. Um, you close the top and you hear three loud beeps and then you hear what appears to be a tiny loudspeaker with Nelson going (laughs) (laughs) Boulder you idiot and then it clicks off (laughs) that son of a bitch Dan's gonna turn and look at Boulder and go well those can actually still help us if you could believe it or not Boulder because I mean it's still a distraction I mean you know we, we could we could do this on a flight anyway so Boulder what was your plan about getting in here my plans but yeah wait n- hold, hold on you guys don't you didn't think about this part are you are you serious no I, no, I, I you thought s- you said the perfect things about the executives and stuff so I thought you had a whole plans no we gotta so- get in to make that work Boulder yeah no I thought you and the doc talked about <laughs> an entry plan 
Yeah, don't, don't worry. I got this. Oh, God. Is it going to be blowing it up? No. Boulder, is it going to be blowing it up? He slowly situates the grenade launcher back under his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Doc, you got anything for this? I'm going to peek around the corner in the alleyway to kind of get a better view of what's going out on the street. Yeah, so you got the cars whizzing by uh, both on the ground and overhead. You got blimps flying overhead plus security drones flying around the tower. And then you've got uh, several patrols of NHPF uh, towards the front entrance. There's a big like glass atrium entrance uh, where it says uh, in glittering gold letters the uh, Hayworth monolith. And you see uh, several patrols of NHPF uh, out there. Boulder's going to walk up to the dock real quick and reach into his front right pocket and pull out the name tags that Nelson provided us. Whoa, Boulder. Roll 2d6. 10. What does the doctor's name tag say, Boulder? What does his say? <laughs> uh, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> does it really? Yep. All right. Uh, I guess it does. I'm Walter Cronkite. I don't even know how you spell Cronkite. All right. Uh, Dan, you check your pockets. What does your name tag say? Uh, huh. You know, I don't know where he gets these or if he just prints it off himself, but it's Nid Easel. He just, <laughs> he spelled my name backwards. What kind of disguise? All right. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, and <laughs> Boulder, what does yours say? I'm going to pull it out. Oh, my God. Not again. Says Tina Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, Marla looks over at the three of you and says, guys, we got to, like, are you serious? We got to get we got to get past this part. I mean, this is like stage one. It's okay. Is- Look, we have name tags. It's fine. So I- I've got an idea. Just get back behind the wall, please. And she goes back to the back of the cruiser and pulls out a, like, a messenger bag style, uh, like, canvas bag. She slings it over her shoulder. Um, it is in stark contrast to the white suit she's wearing. And she opens up the flap on it and begins to pull out the pieces for her sniper rifle. And um, uh, she begins screwing them together. At, what do you guys do? Ah, uh, yes, Mar, the old build-it-yourself sniper rifle. You know... You, did, you never did answer my question. When are you going to teach me how to use that thing? Teach you how to use no, what, Doc? Like, I'm trying to do a thing. Just what? Wait, what's, what are you what are you trying to do? Because it really, if he thinks about it, oh, sure, I'm not running farther away. But it's going to have the same thing as my grenade launchers if you're trying to kill the men outside. There's a lot of men. So first off, Boulder, not going to snipe all the men because I'm pretty sure after I do the first one, they'll know where we're at. So that's obviously well, not going to I didn't know work. if you were going to be like... <sighs> whatever her name is like regina jovich or jolie or whatever her name is in that movie bend the bullets no boulder this is real life not a movie (laughs) what we're not in just a giant movie no this is no we're not doing this for people's entertainment this is actually like a real thing movies movies are documentaries anyways okay dan you got any objections to this do you trust me absolutely if i may well okay god what doc she, she's steadily screwing on the barrel to the to the sniper rifle. What if we used one of the grenades to muffle the sound shot, of no, the shots? No, no, okay, no, 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 no. You don't want you want to use something to blow something up to muffle a sniper shot? Yes, it's like when you're trying to pull Velcro apart and you scream so that they don't hear the Velcro. I swear. It's, it's or when great, you turn the bathroom fan on while you're peeing so nobody hears you. Great job, Marla, teaming up with Dr. Cog's vocal school for stupid idiots. And she screws on a silencer to the front of her sniper rifle. Boulder's going to give her the finger behind his back. <laughs> behind his back? Yeah. <laughs> and she uh, she walks over and, and puts the sniper rifle across the hood of the car, uh, which is just kind of like barely peeking out of the end of the alley. And um, she gets down on one knee and uses it as a stabilizer, or uses the hood as a stabilizer. I crouch down beside her a little bit. Uh, just keeping one eye a little more open than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and she... Uh, she scans the street with her scope and then you gotta see her shift up and look up towards the uh, flying cars up above and she takes a deep breath and then holds it and pulls the trigger and you hear a muted and all of a sudden you see the glass on uh, the driver's side of one of the flying cars shatter and the car veers sharply downwards Uh, what do you guys do? 
Well, I Good guess shot. that works too. Did you just kill someone? And as you say that, it ex the car hits the ground and explodes outside the front of the entrance over to oh the Oh my god, you killed someone. <laughs> Mulder, let's be real here, okay? The crash killed them. Marla just helped it. Yeah, but I mean, at least when I kill somebody, I'm just sending them to a farm. <laughs> she literally killed that man. You see, uh, you see every single bit of the New Haven Protectorate Force run towards the the giant fireball that happens when the car hits the ground. That that's our cue. Time to go. You see Marley pull the sniper rifle up and go. All right, boys, it's clear. Let's do this thing. I could have done that too. That's where we're gonna end it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for Side Quest. We are here every single week on Fridays. We hope you're enjoying what we're doing so far. Um, I, guys, I think it was a, I think it was a good one this week. We're getting into the tower. Are you feeling like you're gonna die, uh, Dan? I am Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. And that's very, the way it was. I feel very comfortable and very optimistic about this. I like it. I like it. Uh, so I, I called you Dan instead of Dr. Coxbuckle. I'm sorry. Dan, how are you feeling about all this? Uh, the Nelson know. thing, the Marla thing, the Boulder thing. Uh, uh you know what? I'm I'm feeling feeling pretty good. You know? I mean <laughs> that's the worst that could happen, you know? Yep, I understand. Definitely nothing bad. No. Uh Boulder, what about you? What about me? How are you feeling about watching Marla just cold blooded kill a guy? Or a woman, or a child. Despicable, it's despicable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when people fight me, they just tuck it out. You know, <laughs> they just get real tired, and pieces yeah. of them fall off. That's at least what I tell myself, so that I don't have horrible dreams at night. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, so, guys, I, I'm I'm excited about this one. Uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle, you left Rat Boy at home, and he was pretty beat, broken up about it. What What's your thoughts? Well, I do feel bad. But at the same time, we don't even know what we're doing. So, typically when that happens, bad things happen. So I figured it'd be best if Ratboy just stayed home. Yeah, that's he probably a good call. He should feel very good about himself, though. He did a very good job scouting the area. Still confuses me how he does such things, but... <laughs> he should be very proud of himself. He will get accolades. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I just want to point out one thing one more time to you, Dr. Coxbuckle. Um, that eye is recording everything, right? Isn't that what they told you? Yes. yes yeah, probably course. no implications there. Okay, cool. So, uh, Tin or, or Richie, why don't you run down what hashtag SickPod is? Hashtag SickPod. You can use it on our socials, you know, predominantly on uh, Twitter. Uh, use it. Interact with us, talk to us, uh, come hang out in our Discord that we are currently recording these episodes in for the pre-shenanigans of us, you know, just having a talk. Uh, after this recording goes off, you can sit around and critique on how the uh, episode goes. We may or may not take what you say into consideration, and maybe we may, uh, who knows? Maybe we invite you back, maybe we don't. Let's let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, I mean, really, that's that's about it. I mean, you can potentially be a Cogs Buckle Corner member. We will get in contact with you potentially with someone. Don't know who yet. Or uh, uh, look, look, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Just just come talk with us. We're lonely at this point. Just so lonely. Just just God. interact. Share it with your friends. Make them watch it. Lock it in a car. I know y'all got child locks. They can't get out if you use those. Force <laughs> them to listen to all the episodes. Make them pick a favorite character. Come use the hashtag. Get on the Twitters. You know, let's let's just all just be one big happy family you know that's right yes absolutely it's all about the family so guys i want to thank you again for joining me uh every week on side quest i've got the three greatest pcs in the entire world uh dan thank you very much for playing dr cogsbuckle yes of course Din, thank you very much. Richie, God, Richie, thank you very much for playing Din. It's not a problem. You know, one <laughs> of these days you're gonna get that right. One of these days, I, I, everybody's like, oh, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, it's a bit. No, it's really not. Richie is Din to me. Um, and then I almost said Boulder Cruz. Thank you so much for playing Boulder. You didn't say my name right. Cruz Turner, thank you so much for playing playing Wayne the Boulder Thompson. You're very welcome. 
guys. Thank you very much. We'll see y'all next Friday. Until then, bye-bye. Take it easy, y'all. Be safe. Bye. I accidentally said SOB is bolder. I hope you leave that there. I got nothing but faith. All right. So, this is it. The fatal recording for Din Viesel. <laughs> recording now. <laughs> Y'all have this Din's eulogy prepared. This is the last prepared. will and testament right. of Boulder. Uh, on uh, 8-15-2021 at 925. Thank you. <laughs> I, Boulder, would like to bequeath my collection of magazines to Ratboy. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. I never know what I'm going to do for the side quest thing before I do it. You're so leaving we'll this in, goes. by the way. Of course I am.